Hey there, Packer fans. Welcome to another episode of Packers in Law. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving week. We made it. Um, it is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving as I record this. I got family coming in town later tonight, and then the weekend we'll start with some fun times. So uh, wherever you guys are, I hope that you're also looking forward to Thanksgiving and that you have something in your lives to be thankful for. Uh, none of which relates at all to the Packers 49ers game because there's nothing in that game to be thankful for. Let's just be real. Um, I guess let's just get in right into it, shall we? Uh, what was that game, everybody? I I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed in a Packers performance. I, I really don't. Um, and I know there's a lot of doom and gloom talk and people being super dramatic, and that's to be expected after how bad this game was. I mean, honestly, I think most of that is kind of justified with how bad they played. Um you know, I'm not trying to just pump this up to make it sound like, ooh, it's all, you know, it's the worst thing ever, but it was bad. It was very bad. Um, you look at the stakes of the game, you know, two teams in the NFC with the best records. Uh, whoever wins sort of has the inside track, pole position, if you will, to having a first round by, potentially home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, and just coming off a of bye week for the Packers, having a whole two weeks to prepare for this game, and to play like that and coach like that—I mean, yikes! That is, uh, yeah, it's just—it was shocking how bad it was. Um, I mean, I literally couldn't believe as the game went on how how bad it was. I know I'm repeating myself, but I just—I can't even now. I think about it, and it's just like, how did this happen? Um, I mean, the Packers were out everything, outplayed, outcoached, outmatched. Um, they just, yeah, they just laid about the biggest thing I think I've ever seen the Packers lay on TV. And like I said, especially considering the circumstances, it wasn't like the Packers are out of the playoffs and there's nothing to play for. You know, it wasn't like when they got blown out at home by Detroit last year when Rodgers left the game with a concussion, the Packers were out of the postseason anyway. Uh... And the Packers were the healthiest they've been all season. They had almost all their key players, really all their key players, and just a few players even hurt, period. And the 49ers were the more banged-up team. And they just came out and whooped the Packers up and down the field. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know if I've seen a worse performance based on what we knew going in and what was at stake. Uh, let's talk real quickly here about Lef Matt LaFleur's game plan. Obviously, I'm not a Packer insider. I don't know the exact game plan. But I thought it was interesting. So after the game, you know, he's fully said we got out coached, we got all played. And then he even said in an article I read on Packers.com that he didn't think the game plan was good enough, which no doubt you lost, you know, 37-8 to eight, uh, to the 49ers. Um, but... Apparently at halftime, he thought that the proper course of action was to stick with the plan. I don't know if that came out of the NBC uh, halftime interviews or what. But at that point, the Packers are already down 23 to nothing. Clearly the game plan has not worked. You need to change, you know, there, there, there are these things called halftime adjustments. Um, and I don't want to, you know, write too much on the floor. He's a first-year head coach. Everything's been going swimmingly for him so far, mostly, besides the other game, the Packers playing California against the Chargers. But... I mean, when you're down 20 million at halftime, I, call me crazy, but I don't think the best course of action is to keep on keeping on. 
That did not work. There was plenty of evidence to suggest that in the first half of the game. Um, at that point, I think I just sort of scrapped the game plan and let, you know, Rodgers do whatever he wanted, basically. Um, but it was so confusing. Even in the second half, so they come out and they get they finally get their first touchdown, but they do it with a with no hurry whatsoever. You're down by three touchdowns plus two points. Like you don't have time to you don't you don't have time for a nine minute drive that takes up almost the entire quarter. You know you got to play with some pace. Like I just I did not understand that at all. Uh, so this is really now, of course, everyone's calling, saying, "Oh, is Lafleur the Wonder King we thought he was?" and all these things. Like I don't know. It's one. It is just one game, but still, it doesn't look great from his perspective. Uh, so last week, of course, you know, we talked about the fact that George Kittle playing or not playing was going to be huge. Well, he played, and boy, it was huge. Uh, he had six catches for 129 yards, uh, scored a 61-yard touchdown, I think, right after the Packers got their first touchdown. Basically just crushed whatever momentum they had gained from that, I said, very time-consuming drive and put the 49ers back in the, you know, uh, in the captain's chair, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, if it, honestly, I think if he had been playing, I probably would have predicted the Packers to lose if I had known that he had been playing because he was a game-time decision. Uh, and honestly, I'm not just trying to cover my butt here. I thought the Packers, like I said, I did not expect the Packers to come out and play this bad in this big of a game. And I really thought they had a chance to win. But, you know, they, they didn't do that. So uh, let's go over some more painful things from this game. Uh, Rodgers only had 104 yards passing on 33 attempts. Uh, that's the lowest average yards per attempt in his career. I think that's like 3.2, somewhere in there. Also, he was 0 of 13 on third down. The Packers didn't convert a third down until Tim Boyle came in the game. Uh, 0 and 13 on third down is, I mean, we would have had problems being the Bengals, the, the winless Bengals, if you're going to not be able to convert any third downs until your backup quarterback is playing. So, yeah, I don't really, I mean, this is probably the worst game that Rodgers has ever played. Um... Or if, if not the worst, it's it's top three. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, you, know, you got sacked five times. I know the defensive line overmatched the offensive line. Then Bulaga went out with a knee injury. That didn't help anything. Um, but yeah, 49ers have a great defense. Uh, that pass defense is legit. They just shut down one of the most talented players in NFL history uh, to have maybe his worst game of his life. So that's uh, yeah, that's saying that's saying something. And, you know, the, the, the other thing we talked about was the 49ers, you know, again, great pass defense, below average running defense. So the key was going to be, you know, getting Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams into the game. While on the first drive, when you fumble on third down, and then the 49ers recover at the two in the next play they score, and you're down 7 nothing less than five minutes into the game, that kind of takes the wind out of your sails for one. And two, now you're already behind the eight ball, and it's harder to run the, the ball when you're losing. Um which, of course, just got worse and worse as the game went on. So, uh, yeah, just overall, just not not a good game, really, in any phase uh, for the Packers. Now, I know, so in, in, in the wake of this game, there's been a lot of think pieces and sports pundits and people talking about having the old, the you know, the pretender versus contender talk with the Packers now because they're 8-3. They still have one of the best records in the conference and, and in the league, for that matter. But people are saying, are the Packers really legit, or are they just like pretenders? You know, have they have they been exposed by this 49ers game? Um, I mean, I think some definitely some things were exposed. I think Matt Luther's experience as a head coach was exposed. Uh, I think the Packers, 
Um, over-reliance on Devontae Adams since he's come back was a little exposed. I think the defense was obviously exposed again. Although, really, the, the inability for the Packers to cover tight ends is nothing new. That's the problem we've had all season. Um, however, the Packers... It's not like the Packers played a bunch of punching bags up to this point. I mean, they're 5-1 and one against teams versus winning records. And that one loss is obviously the loss against San Francisco. So they've beaten, you know, quote-unquote, good teams. Um, but, I don't know. After, after that game, it makes you think... I mean, obviously, the Packers do not want to go back to San Francisco, which... You know, now that they lost, the 49ers had the inside track, and if the Packers were to play them again, it will probably most likely be in San Francisco if they were to make it that far. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say the Packers aren't contenders, but boy, they're uh, yeah, their credibility definitely took a hit in this game. That's 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 for sure. Um, and I have just a note here: it's not over. The season's definitely not over. Some people are saying that we're done and we're gonna you know not even make the playoffs now. I mean, that could happen, but I don't see that happening. It's not over, but the loss makes you think. Like, again, just with the circumstances and the talent and the health of the, the team and the fact that they're coming off a bye and had two weeks to prepare for this, boy, that, to me, that is, those are all red flags for a, a bigger problem, but I don't know what that is. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Packer insider. I don't know what's going on week in and week out. Um, so, uh, I don't want to, that's, uh, Let's just call it what it is. It was a horrible game. Packers lost. Uh, they're now 8-3. They're tied with the Vikings atop the NFC North. Uh, and, you know, normally when we lose, we do a uh, we lost but try to find some silver lining. I almost didn't do one this week because, really, it was really hard <laughs> to find anything positive in this game. I will say, however, the Packers, at least for now, will not have to go back to California this season. Uh, so that's good because the two games that the Packers have played in California this year have been their two worst games by... Miles, I mean, miles and miles and miles. So, at least we can say goodbye to California for now. Uh, so, the Packers, like I said, dropped to 8-3. And, and they will play on the road against the Giants this week, this Thanksgiving weekend. But before we do that, of course, let's go ahead and uh, go around and see what our friends in the NFC North did. Uh, the Vikings, of course, uh, had a bye week. So, they stayed put at 8-3. and three. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they will play this Monday night against the Seahawks. That is going to be a, a tough game uh, for them, but it should be a good matchup. Again, two of the best NFC teams right now based on record. Uh, should be a good one. Uh, the Bears managed to beat the Giants this week in Chicago, 19-14. to So they are now 5-6 and six on the year. And they will play uh, at the Lions uh, tomorrow. Because, again, this is Wednesday uh, as I'm recording this. So they'll play the Lions tomorrow in their traditional Thanksgiving Day football game. Uh, and the Lions uh, lost to the Redskins. Uh, 16 to 19. So they now are now 3 7 and 1. Again, no Matthew Stafford for them as of late. And like I said before, they will host the Bears uh, tomorrow on Thanksgiving. That is the early game, I believe. I think it starts at 1:30 Central Time. Um, should be. I mean, if you have a TV, you'll be able to watch it. So chance to watch, you know, two divisional opponents. Maybe not the ones you care about the most right now, but you know, it's something. Uh, so the Packers will go and play the New York Giants uh, this weekend. The Giants, after losing to the Bears, are now 2-9. and nine. Uh, I feel like, again, they're just playing out the string. I know they haven't been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet or officially eliminated, but, I mean, come on. They're, they're not making the postseason this year. It's just not happening. Um, I'm a little concerned about this game. I know based on records and such, the Packers should come in here and win 56-7. to seven. Uh, But the, I, feel, <coughs> excuse me, I feel like the Packers have heard... You know, all week. Yeah, it's only Wednesday, but I feel like people are saying, "Oh, don't you know? 
yeah, you're really bad against San Francisco, but don't worry, you have a nice rebound game against the, the Giants. I feel like they, they're going to keep hearing this about how they should easily win. And based on what happened in San Francisco, I don't think the Packers can afford to take anybody lightly at this point. Uh, if I'm the Giants, I think I'm licking my chops a little bit to see what kind of Packers team comes in in New York. Uh, because again, they, they might just take the Giants for granted. Uh, and in fact, they have another. They play another two and nine team this week or this the next week. They play Washington at Lambeau. Um, I remember. So you remember my preseason predictions? <coughs> Excuse me. I picked the Packers to lose that game to the Redskins because it just seems like the Packers always lose one of these games that they should win uh, towards the end of the season. You know, think like Buffalo in 2014. Um, uh, they're, you know, the Carolina game in 2017, or 2018, I should say. No, 2017, my bad. Um, I just feel like they're going to lose one of these two games. And I feel like they can't lose that game at home against the Redskins. That would be particularly embarrassing. But coming off that butt whooping they had in San Francisco and having to go down the East Coast now to play the Giants, um, ugh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, plus... I mean, the key to this game for the Packers, should they win, is going to be just cover the tight end. I mean, Evan Engram is a very good young tight end that the Giants have. He's questionable, I think, at this point to play. He missed the last game, and I think the game before that. Also, their second tight end, Red Ellison, missed last game. So they had Caden Smith, uh, who did score in the game against the Bears. Uh, he's slated to start right now. And again, that should be like, oh, we're playing a guy with a third-string tight end. We should be able to cover him. The Packers haven't covered any tight ends all year long. Um, whoever it is, I don't care if it's Evan Ingram, Caden Smith, Red Ellison. I don't care if you know Jeremy Shockey comes back into the you know they sign him off the street and have him play. Whoever it is, they have to cover him. Just cover him, and you know Saquon Barkley's pretty good too. So I'm try to keep him in check. But for the love of all that is holy, cover the tight ends. Uh. Sorry if this seems a little more disjointed than normal. I'm just, man, that that ers game just, it just makes me think. Uh, and like I said, I really feel like the Packers are going to lose one of these two games, either this week against the Giants or next week against the Redskins, um, mostly because they're not supposed to, quote-unquote. So I think, you know, again, I think after getting that butt whooping and then the Packers coming off that game and then maybe being a little overconfident against the Giants, I, I I don't want to do this because it's going to make it sound like I'm I'm throwing in the towel on the season. I'm not. But honestly, I would not be surprised if the Packers lose. I, I just would not be surprised. They have to go to the other coast now after getting back late Sunday night because it was a night game. Uh, again, you know, they were extremely dysfunctional last week. Uh, could very easily take the, the Giants lightly, being that they're a 2-9 team with no playoff aspirations. I just, man, I just, I don't know. I don't want them to lose, of course. That's not what I'm rooting for. But I just I can't shake the feeling that that might happen. Uh, so I'm going to take the Giants 20-17. to 17, And I'm not naive enough to believe that any Packer players are actually listening to this podcast. It's not like you know we're nationally known or anything. But if they are listening, and the fact that I just picked them to lose makes them mad, good. Use that to actually perform like you should on Sunday and beat this team who is not good at all and should not have posed any threat to you whatsoever. Honestly, if the Packers turn this into a rolling point, they win 40-10, to 10, and you all think I'm an idiot, great. That's wonderful. Uh, I mean, not wonderful that you think I'm an idiot, but, you know, that's what I hope happens, but I just can't shake the feeling that this game 
that they just might, you know, that things will just go wrong. Uh, again, I don't know. It, it's hard to know what you know about the Packers after that game last week anymore. So I, I guess we'll find out. I mean, again, I'm hoping they win. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm I'm gonna take the Giants, yeah, twenty to seventeen, uh, and hope that the Packers just make that prediction look absolutely ludicrous uh, at the end of the game on Sunday, uh, which is of course at one p.m. Uh, or excuse me, twelve p.m. Central Time. I guess one p.m. Eastern. Um, so yeah, that's gonna do it for this week. Sorry for kind of the downer note at the end there, but I gotta go with my gun on this one. I I feel like it could be a rough day for the Packers. But happier times, um, happier notes. Uh, it is, of course, like I said, Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving starts tomorrow. Uh, so wherever you are, hopefully you're with family and friends and you can eat some good food and, you know, I don't know, whatever you do, watch football, go to a movie, uh, play some group games or board games or, you know, even here by yourself, just have a good time. And remember that no matter how bad your life is, I'm sure you can find at least one thing to be thankful for, uh, even if it is hard to, to think of something. There, there's at least one thing, I promise you that. Um, but yeah, so of course, uh, as always, you can find every past, current, and future episode of this podcast at packtothefuture.com. Packer fan site, lots of other Packer content there. Uh, go check it out. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Email us at packer, uh, packersinlaw.gmail.com if you want to ask a question or something. Um, that's about it. Other than that, enjoy your holiday weekend, everybody, and hopefully I will have happier news when we talk next week. 